What's up, everybody? My name is Anthony Irvin. You beat yourself? Yeah. Yeah, see beat myself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm Jim Green. Don't even need that hit of traffic light. <laughs> okay, good. Welcome to One Set. I more so was like, oh, if I could, like, I would never just openly call you on the phone and be like, hey, let's chat, like, Peter, when he got back from that chick camp and was like, so what's going on? <laughs> so how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> uh, what, what do you mean? Like, send, I just wanted to talk. And Click. Quag- Quagmire's <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. So, um, Maybe I'll talk concepts about this song in particular. Um and share with you and and hey, you're recording. You can I am giving you full reign to sh- like archive this. Sh- like you don't have to share it this week. It's not for the episode, but if you ever want to be like, "Hey, randomly diarrhea, boom, see ya." And just out of nowhere be like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Um, because like, because like, YMH does that where they're like, uh, throwback, no context, right? Right. Um, okay. So the song is called, um, dividedly. So it's D I V I D E L Y. It is Lincoln Park, Billy Eilish, and Slipknot. I believe I sent this to you when I first learned of it, the mashup, it's probably one of my favorite mashups ever to the point where I was like, I have to do something with this. And new divide or dividedly dividedly. Um, length is five minutes, 29. Um, the account is kill underscore, uh, MR underscore DJ mashups. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Five minutes yep. and 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. Yep. Cool. 2.9 million views. It was about three years ago. Um, 2.9 million views, three years. Yep. That's the one. Okay, cool. Uh, give me, me the countdown. The ad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting Go through ahead. this ad here. And I am going to, like, maybe say, okay, stop. Let me tell you where my head was so that you can see because okay. you're you're trying to understand how my brain works when I hear, when, like, the shapes that I see or the things mm-hmm. that I see visually in my head when I hear music. So we're going to cool. do this. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. So you do the countdown. Uh, three, two, one, play. So immediately, my brain wants to acknowledge every single piano note. But yeah, if I'm producing a project that is five and a half minutes long, I have to understand like, hey, you can't do too, too much early on. Otherwise, people are going to lose right. interest after a minute and a half and they're going to be gone. Right. 
So it it really right. depends. Like, like if you if put I, all your bag of tricks out there, it's it's going to be like what? Where do you go from there? Absolutely, yeah. So um, if I was teaching a class that was like, "Hey, we're going to work on this for a couple of weeks, and we're just going to do this first um, thirty to forty-five seconds," I would try to emulate every piano note, and then her vocals that are about to kick in and try to ride that wave and jump in and out. Cause there's other things that happen um, in the background too, that I wouldn't want to be like, Hey, I want to get in there. I want to make sure the audience hears everything and sees everything that they hear. Right. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's key. But if, if, if we're talking about like, Hey, we're going to do this entire song. You got to find the moments to do that, right? Yes. Okay. Where are you timestamp wise? Because I'm at 20. 22 seconds. Okay. Give me a second. 22 seconds. I'm at 22. I'm literally looking at uh, Billy. All right. Yeah. I'm literally like stopped at when Billy Eilish is giving that like death stare that she gives. (laughs) Yeah. me Me too. I'm there. So you give me the countdown. All right. Three, two, one go so that whole last segment with chester where they pulled Mm in um new divide i would Mm -hmm. 100 like 100 thousand percent change the energy if i had a soloist trying to depict this entire thing which i would almost never do um because there's Mm -hmm. just so much happening um But if I did, I would have to have the soloist say, hey, you're playing her part, his part, and you have to channel in, like, almost like a, not a schizophrenic or like a bipolar or a multi uh, or a split personality kind of thing, but something along that lines where it's like, hey, you have to channel your energy to match this over here. And then when it moves, you have to you have to be basically a different person over here. So I would have to set this on someone that is mature enough to be able to say, hey, I can accommodate those differences, right? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I mean, let's let's move on. Unless if you have any questions or because no. Uh, it's cool to kind of see like you know you're talking about you know how you know that you're seeing like a emotional and bipolar type of vibe in there and you're trying to uh, portray that feeling through uh you know the dancer but you're also saying like you gotta you know you're not only just moving through the phrases and stuff but you're you have to put the emotion behind it so that's a cool way to think of it. Yeah, I mean, really. Because, um, like, when you think of a dancer, it's not just, like, saying, like, hey, I can do that. Am I dancing? But, like, if you put, like, emotion through that and feeling, then, yeah, that's just even more of it. Like, anybody can, like, do a dance move, but it's more of, like, if you're showing an expression or like how you're it's how you're um expressing that movement 
which probably separates the more experienced from the intermediate or beginner. Yeah. That's what I, I, get, I get out of it. Yeah. I mean, and <clears throat> I think I talked about this like early on, but I'm going to say it again. I, um, oof. I'm very awkward socially, like with eye contact when I'm talking to people, I, I just am insecure. I lack confidence. Um, so a lot of times I'll like chat. Um, I'll like make brief eye contact and then look around and be like, Oh yeah. And then, and then this, and then I'll, I'll try to like look Mm -hmm. around. I feel so weird maintaining on like on, It mm-hmm. is my birthday, so I'm allowed to do that. It, it it's about maintaining 100%. the eye contact that I'm just like, oh. So, <clears throat> um, sheesh. I want to say six to nine years ago, um, when I had the studio that I was running, we ran this Christmas party because we always held a holiday party every year uh, before um, like, like a week before Christmas because most of the kids celebrated Christmas and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just about everyone left other than my family and this, that and the other. And I just randomly got into this conversation with my brother, Nick, um, Nick Kopic, uh, and just to differentiate, I'm not talking about Nick Cox. Um, I talk, I, I, in the moment, just talk to him about eye contact when you're dancing and when you're performing. And I looked at him for five seconds mm-hmm. and I moved and I did this most simplistic stuff, but it was the way that I held him just by looking at him and maintaining that eye contact. And he was like, you literally just owned my life for five to 10 seconds. And it was wild because he didn't do anything intricate or He was like, it was literally just, and it's, mm-hmm. it's my, my biggest downfall. And it's the one thing that I try to preach to my kids the most, because one, because of that moment that I had with him, because I'm like, if I can own him and those five seconds, yeah. it's like, it's like you, if you're playing, cause you're playing for a large audience. But if you look out into the crowd and you look at someone and they feel that you're talking to them while you're playing. They'll feel that more than if you're just letting your eyes shift all over the place. Yeah, right? and, and every and, every and, once in a while I'll do that. Like I'll, I'll when I'm you know in the middle of a song, and yeah, I mean I'll look out at you know the audience if I'm not looking down at my lyric sheet or something and you know if there's a lyric coming up or something within that song i'll look at somebody and kind of give them that like almost like singular thing like hey i'm like 
singing this part to you in a way like in unless they're like paying attention so yeah like and and it does you know get their attention which is you know interesting in that fact it matters so much because like for you that is performing for 50 100 200 people or 20 people at a time it takes you engaging with one person Mm-hmm. And just literally saying, hey. And that's why, uh, who's that one comedian that plays the guitar and he literally has, he's the comedian with the guitar. He has a conversation. You know who I'm talking about, right? I, I think so. I just don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But the fact that we remember him, it's because he's taking guitar and he's utilizing comedy. and he And, and this is something where, because um, I know that you've entertained the idea of doing stand-up. It's like integrate the both of them, like find yeah. a way to well, find a way to make it work. Like just go on stage and be like Calhoun Tubbs, but Anthony Irvin, like right. I, could, I could see you thriving in that spectrum because you love comedy. You love playing guitar. Mm-hmm. You have a passion for music it just seems like the perfect storm. And that's something where I feel like I could see that becoming a thing in the next two to four years. Honestly, I could see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we want to get back on this track? Yeah. Let's keep uh, looking. Yeah. All right. Um, So we're both at 56, right? uh, Yeah. I'm at 56. Countdown. You. One, two, three, where are you at? Two fourteen. Okay, um, so much to talk about right there because my brain is okay. So I built this in my head for me and my sister to do as like a duet project in here, um, and like I was super ambitious on it, and she just. It wasn't like, and I think it's important to say like, Hey, when we're both ready to do this, we're doing this. And it's like, mm-hmm. if, if she isn't in the headspace, I didn't want it to feel forceful. I didn't want it to be like, Oh, come on. I have this really great idea. Come on, come on. Um, yeah. It, you it never needs- want to kind of be forcing people to, you know, I uh, feel like they have to do something. You want them to be on your same level. Cause then you guys are going to come in with the same energy, same, you know, be on the same level with everything instead of trying to, you know, beg that person to try to get on that level. Right. And, um, notably, um, <clears throat> I built this downstairs, downstairs. Wow. Downstairs, mm. basement, basement, Beefment. Um, more so to give my nieces an opportunity once our studio closed to be able to dance. Mm-hmm. And all of them are doing different things. They're either doing mm-hmm. cheerleading or jujitsu. Like they're like, they all have different avenues. Um, yeah. And I've had a couple of lessons down here. Um, my younger sister has had 
plentiful lessons down here. Mm. And, um, hey, if this gets published, uh, this is just being honest. Like, we did most of this and you did none of it. Um, you don't have to react to it if you don't want to. Um, Nick, my brother Nick, did most of like the black that's behind me here and the ceiling, mm-hmm. but the green, the blue, the floor, the mirrors. Um, my parents and I actually finessed um, a local glass shop to come cut and install them. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for the day that she realizes that she's approaching 30 as we are approaching 40. And she says, I feel like I have unfinished business left because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. She's going to get to that yeah. point. I mean, I, I think as we age and we look back and we reflect, we're like, I didn't quite get it's like the undertaker, right? He looks back on right. his legacy and he's like, I didn't quite leave the way that I wanted to. Right. Um, yeah. And then you're, always, you're, um, you know, sticking around to, for that moment, but then you, you're never satisfied. Then you're chasing that moment that you're, you're trying to get. Yeah. So <clears throat> back to the track itself. If we're talking about Billy, um, that to me would be 90% if it was a duet or if it's a, and this is the thing, like we will have different conversations. If this is a solo with one person where the one person has to drive in and out of the mashups to me, I immediately saw it as a male, female, duet because you have Chester from Lincoln Park and you have um, Khalid and you have mm-hmm. Billie Eilish and there's so much driving around and balancing because um, they get to the middle of the song where it's Billy's vocals on top of the Lincoln Park background instrumental and then you get to the mm-hmm. part where it's um, either Chester or Khalid on the opposite. They just flipped us around so, so well. Um, so to me, I, I, I would take right now leading into it. I would let, um, if it was a duet, male, female, I would let Billy lead in and I would let um, the male lead in once Chet because Chess is about to come in and basically build to the breakdown. And yeah. I know I, I'm not giving I like, say, I was going to say that this song doesn't seem like you, you definitely would, uh, not, you can't do this on like from, from a dance point, I was thinking you, you can't have any less than two people just because there's so much going on musically in this song already that it doesn't it would be more complicated for one person to show all this dynamic 
in one person. Like I feel it would either have to be a big group or no less than a duo. Yeah. To me, um, a solo is out of the question and like, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. It's either a power duo or it's Mm -hmm. a strong, solid group that you can just take different corners of the formation and have it move around and integrate and all this. Um, to me, I've always seen it as a do it. And it's probably exposing myself in that I'm not great with like seeing large groups and moving puzzles like that. Like my brain is not that intricate. It's intricate more so on less people. It's just how I work. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the song and then we can talk more. Uh, okay. let, let me know when you're ready. Uh, I'm at two fourteen. Me too. All right. Uh, say the word. Uh, Whoopsie. Go. I'm paused at two thirty three and I do definitely want to pull it back and replay that. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I was at I paused at two thirty five. So let me know what you want to go back to. So what I would say creatively is if this was a group piece, I would reserve someone from like the back corner that was like a silent assassin. Mm. To to actually pull through and cut through the middle of the formation to do this segment that Chester's like, give me reason because I would mm-hmm. take that person that is in the back line and that person that feels like, Oh, I'm in the back line again. Like I'm just an extra in the project, but no, give them reason to feel purposeful and pull them mm. to the forefront and then shift them left or right. And then make the formation pull or gravitate away from it being symmetric and then once that once that big um new divide chorus hits where it's like boom just have everyone go absolutely crazy uh-huh but just for a moment and then drop it come back down yeah yeah because if this is a 5 minute project which is i know you asked me like where does your brain go like philosophically with this stuff? I'm going in on a five minute piece, which is not what I generally do. Um, but this is, this has been one of my favorite mashups and, and music compositions that I've heard in the last like three years. And I've been waiting to set a project on it. So um, I am sharing my thoughts with you on that. Uh, what is your timestamp? Or if you want to react, please. Mine mine is 235, and you did say you wanted to scroll back a little bit. Uh, let me know what you want me to scroll back to. I'll set that. And on your uh, comment piece, uh, it's cool like how you mentioned the fact that you're taking that person from the the corner which to the viewing eye you may be putting them in that back corner so people don't really recognize this person in those little bits of that dance and then when they pop out you're like oh this person like 
like like again like give me reason like it it's cool to think like i never but i've i've seen a little because i've been to your um recitals and i kind of you know started after a couple times going seeing that if you're listening to the music and you're watching the dancers you're following the lyric and they're mimicking the lyric and the music within the dance so if you know what they're trying to say in like movements i'm like okay well they're really like uh if you're listening to a lyric the dancer is like giving that special movement to that specific lyric so it's cool to kind of you know see that in that moment of like bringing that person forward to match what that lyric is saying yeah i and um for me pardon me i'm sorry um my students kids would always ask me when are we getting our spots when are we learning our formations and it was the most anxiety ridden 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 thing ridden because i never wanted to put a child in the back and make them feel like you're not good enough to be in the front it was the absolute hardest thing ever and it still is i hate it i still have students asking me hey it's february when are we getting spots and i'm like late april early may and they're like what and i'm like yeah it's because i want to present the material and see how people handle it not just oh let me push this information to you one week and the next week if you don't have it you're in the back or i'm putting you off stage it's not like that right like for like for me, some people, um, so, and when I say people, I mean some artists, teachers, uh, respectable colleagues. They come in and say, "Hey, I want you here. I want you here. I want you here. I want you here." And hey, if you have the brain for that up front, I am not knocking you. And people will knock me for saying, "Wow, you're generating and presenting choreography." And then moving the kids around. Mm -hmm. The reason I do that is because. um, When I say the reason, I feel like there's probably more than one. But. um, For me, growing up, I was the boy. So I was center all the time. Mm -hmm. I was the one boy at my studio. And uh-huh. I feel like um, I, f- I definitely feel like my older sisters and even my younger sister like saw that happen and were like, that's so unfair. And to me, mm. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I didn't ask for this treatment, but. I'm doing what I love and it took me on the journey that I went on and I'm here today. And absolutely. And at this point it's very much like when I have to create recital routines and I have to think about which students stand where, okay. Are you front? Are you back? Are you in? Are you out? And when I say inner, I mean more central or more 
like closer to the wing. Mm-hmm. I do I do my best to try to rotate everyone around to make sure everyone has the opportunity to be in all of those spaces. Right. Um because I had sisters that were stuck in the back for entire routines or in the back corner. And um, it's, it's not about like, Hey, you're in the back and in the corner because you need to follow along with the people in the front that know their stuff. For me, I've always been about, you need to push someone to the front to give them the opportunity to shine. Mm -hmm. Right. And that has always been super important to me. Um, Because of that, like so, so important. Um, Because there's, there's like, um, let's talk about Queen real quick. Let's talk about Freddie Mercury, right? Who thought Mm -hmm. he was, he was just like it. And when I watched Bohemian Rhapsody and hey, I loved it. When he showed up super late to rehearsal and was just like, I've been thinking about this thing. Boom, 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 boom. And then We Will Rock You just came out of nowhere. And uh-huh. the rest of the group was like, we've been here waiting on you. Like, I never wanted to be that person. And uh, speak to me, please, from a band perspective about your bandmates uh, and you don't have to name drop about being on time and, and taking it seriously because I would love to hear that. And then we can get back to the song. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't really write. I was not, a, I didn't really develop writing music when I was in my first band. Uh, I basically was just the guy who I uh, played whatever everybody else had written and I'm like, all right, what's my parts? So I know. And I would probably throw a little bit of something on my own that would just be like, okay, this is just something that I know I play for the song. Nothing to like, hey, guys, I wrote something. Let me see what you guys think. It's just more of like, okay, let me know my parts. And if I throw a little, you know, uh, if I throw a little hot sauce on it for a little bit, then that's fine. Uh, I didn't really start writing, writing until I really got into my second band. And I, I wrote like a full song and my guitar player at the time, you know, really helped me dissect it and turn it into something of a song that we wrote. And, I, and still to this day, I think it's one of my my best like band pieces that I've ever written as a mu- musician for that specific genre. And uh, and then when I started becoming, you know, a solo artist uh, I always wanted to do like acoustic stuff, but never really had the time for it. And, you know, I just put guitar and voice the paper, started writing stuff. Then I always had the vision of like trying to perform it, but then I'm, it never really crossed my mind until I started thinking, I wrote these songs, crap, I really got to start performing them. So, uh, you know, I, I started going to open mics and really getting that, uh, crowd jitter because i've never been on a stage by myself at that point i've always been up there with three four or five other dudes and so i uh, did that got like a lot of my stage fright of being up on a stage by myself 
uh, got a lot of that stage fright out, out of me. And, uh, you know, it still even took me a while to freely speak on my own until within the last couple of years. And you always uh, say that to me, how like I'm so much more comfortable on the mic uh, within the last like year or two. And I think I, I mean, I'm still, you know, having my ups and downs with it, but just as, you know, being strongly to be able to talk to an audience freely, it was just as hard for me to just be up there playing by myself. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do gotta say that I, I've never really been shut down when it comes to like writing certain things. It's more of been like, you know, Hey, I got this or Hey, he's got that. And sometimes we'll be like, all right, well, if we got all these ideas, how can we combine them all to probably make it into a song or multiple songs? If they don't all fit into one, then we got this part and this part that could probably be used for another song. And maybe this part and another two of these other sections seem to be like either in the the same key or format and we can form them into a, to a song. So I, I mean, thankfully, I've, ne- I've never been put in that situation where I was always being turned down. But it's more the fact that uh, an idea was not always used for a specific time at that time. Yeah, I mean, um, working with a team or working with a band. It's not a lot different as being in a relationship, right? Um Yeah. I was just thinking earlier about like, hey, when did certain relationships find their downfalls? And then when did they start to hit their spike before they were done? And it was because I waited too long to put my foot down. And not like in a way that I was like aggressive, but in a way that I was like, hey, come on. You're kind of doing too much. And then everything changed. Every time I reflect back on it in the last, um, I mean, it's 11.51 p.m. February 27th, 2023. In the last 15 to 18 years, it's like, as far as relationships are concerned, it's like, hey, things started to turn over because I I try to be nice and out there for people so long. And then mm-hmm. as, as soon as I started feeling like, oh, God, this is getting ugly. And I started being like, uh, mm, and I try to swallow stuff. And then suddenly I started flipping the script things started moving in a different direction. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this song kind of reflects that being dividedly. Um, and I think it's important also talking about you coming from being in a band or bands where it's like, Hey, I have ideas. And if they're like knocking you down, and you got to a point where you're like, no, I just, no. I'm going to go on my own and do my own thing. 
an answer to only myself. There's a lot of respect there. Um, 100%. And it's, yeah. and, it's, and it's up to you for time management also. So you have to mm-hmm. factor that in, right? <clears throat> and where are you? Where are we on this song? You said 227? Two, 227. So, uh, yeah, let's get back to the song. Okay. Ready when you are. Say the word, my buddy. My buddy. Uh, freaking go. Pause. Okay. What's your timestamp? 3.52. Okay. Um, did you get to the... Dun, 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 rah, rah, da, boom, 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 like the... That spot? Or are you not I think yet? so, yeah. So pull back like a couple seconds. I'm, I'm paused. 3.51. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm 3.52, so I, I should have... Yeah, I I definitely heard what you said. You, you know you know where I'm going at. <laughs> okay. Um it was basically going into another transition. Yeah. So Yeah, I feel like everything that just happened was so much like if you have um multiple bodies, it's hey, make a group visual out of this. Maybe make the right side or take three people over here. Peel and then push it into this central fold. <clears throat> if we have nine people, say, or uh, ten people, three over here, four in the middle, three over here. I see a ripple happening from the three over here doing stuff, and then pulls, and then the four in a cent, like a center fold doing stuff. <laughs> Pardon me. And then it pushes to the left three and then maybe the left three passes it back over and then maybe the uh, right three passes it back over and then maybe it goes to the central and then maybe they break it and then both sides do the same thing and then everyone shuts the fuck up and then we get someone that enters in on the next part where it goes isn't it lovely? Like something like that, where it's like one mm-hmm. person enters the scene. So, because right. um, you got to mask all those different, you know, you got uh, Khalid, Billie Eilish, Chester, all doing their different lyrical parts, and those are yeah. just lyrics. I mean, there's there's a decent amount going on musically too. So, uh that's why i was saying like it feels like this definitely can't be no less than two people being involved with this type of thing because you got so many things going on lyrically so many things going on musically that if you're trying to portray a lot of emotions one person just can't do that so you and like you're uh saying with the groups you can involve so many different people and everybody can you know portray a lot of those different uh dynamics I'd almost do this as a trio and trios are the absolute, like in my opinion, 100% hardest thing to do because hmm. if you set three people on stage, it's any two of them are going to be the strongest one. And one of them is going to be the weaker link. 
right? Okay. So it's so hard. Because if that third person is super strong, they might be as strong as this person, and then this person's weak sauce, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's right. so difficult to present a trio. Hmm. And I admire anyone that puts a trio on stage because it's like, whew, um, yeah, one person is going to be um, the oddball app. One of these things are not like the others. Just like that. Immediately. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> immediately. Um, but I could actually see this being set as a tree as long as the three performers um, are strong in different aspects. Right? If they... Because right. if one person can present themselves um, not like Billie Eilish, but like to match her pitch and her delivery vocally. And if one person can match the weekend or not the weekend, um, Khalid, and then Mm -hmm. the other person can match. Oh, geez. There isn't another vocalist. If the other person can fit the instrumentation in the background, the entire time behind them. Yeah. Like they're like they're trolling. It would be it, it, it would be perfect as three people. But gotcha. It takes a magician to make that happen. For sure. Hmm. For sure. Okay, where are you at? 351. Me too. Uh you right. give me the cue this time. Three, two. One go. Okay. I'm at four eight and I can play it to four fifteen. You don't have to rewind. <clears throat> but for me, if we're talking about multiple bodies, I would let like the person that I'm allowing to dance on the vocals do the vocals in that in like those uh, rhythms because they're absolutely separated from the guitar or don't go, 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 boom. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the, and allow the second person to highlight those beats. Um, yes. And if it was a trio, I would utilize the third person to intermingle between the duet with the partnering and with the vocals and then shift over to the other person so that the vocals and the instrumentation would feed into each other. That's where my brain is right now. And mm-hmm. I think that that's how I would approach it because I mm-hmm. would want the audience visually to watch and hear and appreciate the music first, uh, not the music, but the vocals first, because it starts with the isn't it lovely before the music kicks in in the background, and then mm-hmm. let, let the uh, partner shift off of the vocal partner and shift over 
to the instrumental partner. And then, I mean, if it wasn't a trio, I would split it into these four over here. If it was an even like four, four, four. Yeah, I would do that for sure. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting. You're at, you're at, you said 415? Mm-hmm. There when you are. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Good. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Um so concluding that. Um, it's more so a matter of the flip side is when we talk about dividing, we're shortening numbers. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when we talk about the podcast and when we talk about um, people understanding, it's more about enlarging like an audience. Mm-hmm. But it's also encompassing and understanding like, hey, not only is um, Linkin Park one of my favorites, and this mashup is probably my favorite ever. Ever. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a good song. I, I would definitely listen to, like, more of this mashup if they if there was more from this guy that did a couple more of these uh i know it seems like he has a couple other mashups but if he has like another couple songs with that same uh mashup now i'm trying i was trying to think i couldn't hear what slipknot thing they were getting in there because obviously Corey taylor didn't sing it in it so it must have just been slipknot playing in the back i would assume the don't 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 the drum the toms from the drums had to be slipknot so i i guess the the drum portion portions of the song to build up the dramatic portions i would feel that that was probably slip the slipknot er- areas yeah, um, give me one second. Now I'll try to find it. Uh, Lincoln Park, Billy Eilish, Khalid, <laughs> Slipknot. Uh. Show more. Slipknot Snuff is the song. Okay. Yeah, because that song was written about their bass player who passed away. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't get all, like, all, around, all around. That was a good song, though. Yeah. I didn't get like immensely detailed about like what shapes I would make with my arms or like getting on a floor. But I just wanted to share like dynamically like, hey, when I hear this. 
this is where my brain goes to. And I hope that that at least shed a little bit of light into. Yeah, my it's cool. That, that definitely, you know, showed me a little bit of like how you see something. And as we were going through this, I'm like, this would also be another thing to show you how like my process is like when I'm writing a song, like if there's a way I can pull up one of my old pieces that I'm working with, I can dissect to you like what I was thinking and how I break down sections of a song and like sure. verse chorus verses between the two verses to kind of make them differentiate, but not too similar. Uh, that would be another cool thing. So then we both are, even more on the same uh, pages of like, okay, this is how I think this is how you think. And just making our, you know, music and dance even more connected. Absolutely. Um, do you have any songs in mind off the top of your, of your head? Like, even if it was like, Hey, if I pitch you this song, how would you react to it? Like visually, dynamically if we don't have to do the entire song um mm-hmm. but if you want to pick my brain like on my creative spectrum i would love to just share with you right now like for my birthday since i had uh well mm-hmm. it ended nine minutes ago so i don't get to pull that card anymore um but <laughs> i know you're so interested about like how I approach my work from a mental philosophical perspective. And I'd Mm -hmm. love to share it with you. Is there anything or any song off the top of your head that you can think of? I'm trying to think. Um, I can't think of anything right now. I, but yeah, I mean, if I did, I, I would definitely, you know, let you know. Let me try to see if there's something that's short. Um, I and no, you I, know what? I could this recommend stuff, but I want this to be entirely an on you thing, and when you recommend it or suggest it, I want to react to it and tell you, Hey, that's where my head goes immediately right now. Yeah, here we go. It's a four minute song, but it's still very nice. Uh, I'm going to send you the video here in a sec. Okay. So, all right, here we go. So, uh, get out of here. (laughs) So I've told you about this guy, for many years uh city and color yeah so i've gone back and listened to this song recently and i'm like you know this popped into my head when you were trying to tell me about you know songs that you know could you know how would you view this and you know when you asked me how i would be able to view something visually you know, I would want to see if not, like I said, if not going through the whole song, uh, and we don't have to drag it out as much as the first one, but we can even go through it, like listen to it 
and then you know just see how you would dissect a little bit of it yeah i also broke down the previous song like every 30 to 45 seconds i was like okay cut right because I'm, um, I'm sure you have, and again, because you've listened to that before, I'm mm-hmm. assuming you have never listened to this one. So it'd be, it would be probably more evident for you to listen to it all the way through than get your, because vi- I'm sure you'll be able to get visuals and everything through it, just like I would have certain things too, uh, musically. But yeah, we can uh, watch it through, then dissect. Or cut it after a minute because i mean for our friends that are just mm-hmm. listening um you might not catch yeah. this audio um and we don't want you to just sit and wait for four minutes right yeah if anything you know if we're if we'll, we'll listen to the whole thing but we'll cut from the beginning to the end so that obviously that stuff just gets cut out okay that's so I, I sent you the song, so if you want to pull it up and let me know when you're ready. I have it. It's four minutes long, and I'm ready. And uh, give me the countdown. Okay. Uh, uh, do you want me to not pause or CB in the middle at all? If you If you need to, definitely feel free. Okay. Okay. Yep. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So, um, wow. Um, immediately. It's the story of Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I saw. And <laughs> coupled with that is my one of my jeez, oh one of my favorite dance routines that I've ever seen presented online is the orphan piece from the company um oh jeez uh cookies they're from uh socal california mhm and i don't know if i've ever sent it to you um, I've definitely shown it to Shine, and it has helped her understand like where my brain is like creatively with the dance stuff. But mm-hmm. I heard that song, and within thirty seconds, I immediately was like, "Orphan." Gotcha. Like that's where my brain went immediately. Um, it was mm. beautiful. And it's something that I would work with. I would place or present on a group of people because I'm like, this is deep. I would do it. I I would use it 100%. And it's strong on that level. I I was like, wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dallas's voice and just musical ability in 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 this age of his songwriting, it was just him and a guitar. Uh, And a lot of his first. His first record wasn't even supposed to come out. He wrote a bunch of songs just just to have them and they got leaked. And then people started hearing and they're like, dude, when are you going to get another record out? He's like. 
I wasn't even expecting these things to come out, but now I guess I got to write a new, another record. And this was on that next record. And, you know, now he does a lot more full band features, which still is great, but a lot of people will recognize him through these first two albums of uh, the first album, I think was called uh, Sometimes. And this uh, song was from the album, Bring Me Your Love. And the emotions that he portrays in his songs just capture you right off the bat. And he has that high soprano yet like gentle voice that like gives you like a calming feeling. And I think that's what you definitely felt right off that very first note. You're like, okay, this is definitely, you know, the, the music and the voice like, match and and like feels like okay this guy like this music fits what he's singing so and then like you're going through this dramatic ride and then the ending brings you in a whole uplifting era and i think that's why i love this song so much that it it pulls you in so many directions sure and i feel i feel as a dancer I, i feel you would do a good job of being able to display of how the pulling in all those directions, I feel you would be able to know how to do that. It's because you seem to know me, right? Just a tad. Cra- just, just a tidbit. <laughs> just a tidbit. <laughs> okay. Um, I have something that I want to share with you, but I'm like, how do I share it with him? Do I share? Uh, maybe I just share the link with you on Facebook. Yeah, and then I'll just open it up. Alright, hold on. This is um I mean Cheyenne has some favorite like hip hop videos. Um this is probably her favorite like contemporary video where she's like, I'm gonna watch that back again. Again and again. And it's so powerful. So when you're ready, you just uh, let me know. Whoopsie. Go. All right, that was cool. And then they ended up in the same position at the end. Yeah, I mean, um, it's one of my like. Um, I can I, tell. I try to blend like hip hop and contemporary as best I can. And that to me is one of my favorite integral, like. That's like the top of the mountain, like what you would want to achieve in like one of your things. Well, as far as like in a way aspirations. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Yeah, Um, I got you. I got you. I, I, I think a lot of my work has kind of gravitated into a blend but it just depends on who I have to work with also and I have to navigate okay I need to make this more hip hop punk not punk or hip hop pop and I need to make this more hip hop with a splash of contemporary Mm -hmm. and I've done that before but um yeah um I know you've wanted to kind of channel my brain about like my approach to stuff. Um, so I gave you the opportunity with the first piece 
And then I showed you the second piece where I was like, hey, this is one of my favorite works. Boom. Right mm-hmm. there. Um, so that not just you, but the audience, um, anyone watching can understand. Yeah, that's it. Cool. And I, I can see now why it's like that way to you. And I think it was good that we saw that at the end of this. Uh, so you're, you were able to, you know, show the first video and then I gave you a song and then you're like, okay, now that I've given you my explanations on these two songs, here's, uh, and I, I, I'll say this word lightly, but I, I gave you the explanations on these. Let me show you what I feel perfection is. Mm-hmm and this is it and i can see like his yeah i've always been drawn to like you know when dancers are like in sync by like milliseconds at a time like their hand motions and like the bodies like they're like everybody is in sync and i think from a music standpoint a musician is all about like timing and you know synchronization and being on point and I think Absolutely. that's for me is like, you know, very crucial. And when you see like a group of people in sync, especially with that many people on stage and they're in sync by like milliseconds, that's the coolest Whoopsie. I've ever seen. Absolutely. 100%. So no questions. I feel, I feel I've definitely gotten a, a lot more uh, knowledge into your dance world. And like I said, I, I hope we can also transition this into now me showing you how I think in maybe if we can figure this out on me showing up and bring in bringing in a recording session and showing you how I went through maybe like a past song that I released and showing you how I went through the process of writing it or, Absolutely. you know, this is what I was thinking and this is how I, I wrote it, you know, 100%. Uh, Hey, everyone that tuned into this, uh, this was very impromptu. Um, mm-hmm. and thank you for tuning in. This has been one set, uh, all the love to everyone following along. Anthony, thank you so much. Anything before we sound off? So I want to say uh, love you, bro. Uh, thank you to our listeners and supporters. Again, this has been another uh, uh, another set, another episode of One Set.